Hey, we have a really interesting show today. We have three really cool topics to talk about. So we're going to get right into it. The very first thing we're going to talk about is Miley Cyrus. No, we're not talking about her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus. And yes, he's trying to get to the cookout. He's really trying to get an invite to the cookout because he's going to be at the BET Awards and everything. So he's doing some big things, but we're not going to talk about him today. We're going to talk about his daughter, Miley, and her $20 condom she's selling. So that should be an interesting topic. And would you even buy? a $20 condom I, I don't know but this is something we're going to talk about then we're also going to talk about Baltimore's mayor Jack Young and him going all Don King on us you know I, I only in America I, I mean I guess only in Baltimore where the mayor would suggest opening up boxing rings in order to combat crime and I have a pretty interesting view on that which we kind of talked about in the last episode but get a little bit more into it because he actually said something uh yesterday as well and then we're gonna talk about jay-z jay-z became the first billionaire rapper according to forbes he has reached his first billion and we're gonna talk about jay-z not in the sense of everything that he's done although he's had a really great career but we're gonna talk about a little bit about what it means what this means for rap culture what this means for black culture what it means so we got a lot of hot topics today So, so let's talk about this. So Miley Cyrus is coming out with a new album. So she's not just selling Connor. She's not turning into Trojan. No, but Miley Cyrus is coming out with a new, I guess, EP. She is coming, which will include six songs. And it's going to have collaborations from people like Ghostface Killer. Interesting combination. Um, But Ghostface Killer and RuPaul and other artists and she is trying to do something interesting and I guess get people kind of talking about it I'm not sure but she's making some really interesting merchandise choices and it's going to be a digital download like I mean you can buy vinyl but most people don't buy vinyl anymore especially young people they if you're not a DJ you're probably like what is that so Cyrus she's she's also pushing a new phone number now this phone number that she is pushing out there is like 1833 she is mc which also comes with i'm just going to tell you what the merchandise is so she's pushing the phone number and then she has a 60 dollars pink hoodie that you can purchase she has on that pink hoodie phone sex is safe sex she appears in a provocative pose on a $30 t-shirt you can also buy if you are a Miley Cyrus fan that states she came and then she went a little overboard and now she's actually selling a listen to this drum roll please a black wrapped condom with her EP titled And the same phone number for $20, okay? So on this phone number on this $20 condom that you better call if you pay $20 for one condom. We're not talking about a box. We're going to get to that in a minute. So on the phone call, you pretty much hear a recording of Miley Cyrus saying, more gratitude, less attitude, which is supposedly from her song, Catitude with 
okay, Catitude with RuPaul. I love RuPaul. And some legal stuff. And then you can leave her a voice message if you want to. Now, I, okay, I get the shirts. You know, I get the shirts. I bought a half t-shirt from Coachella collection from Beyonce. It was not even a nice, like, it's nice in the sense that I like the design on it, but the t-shirt itself is just a normal t-shirt and it's half of a t-shirt. And I paid probably about $45, maybe $50 for that shirt to, to buy it directly from Beyonce's website. So artists do that, but I think, I don't know if Miley has the same pull as Beyonce because Beyonce is Beyonce like she is just like the queen she's iconic you know I would bring Dion Warwick into this but that's not what she meant and you beehive don't jump on her don't jump on me I don't want no bees in my comments I love Beyonce I'm a Beyonce fan stan all day if you've ever listened to any of my podcasts you know I love Beyonce love her but I think this is pushing it now I know coming from me, a person that has three children, I probably shouldn't be talking about condoms at all, but $20 for one condom just because it has a number on it and it is wrapped in black is a lot. Now, let me tell you, you can get a gold one and you're only going to spend like three something, maybe four something, depending if you're in the gas station, maybe pushing closer to five something and it's gold you know and you can get three in a pack you know versus just the one I don't even understand I I get somewhat I guess because I didn't see the songs but you know with stuff like she came and phone sex and safe sex I'm assuming in the phone number I'm assuming that there is some connection to it I just think $20 for a condom is a bit much I think as far as merchandise she could have picked some better merchandise that's, I mean, this better be an amazing condom. I, I mean, if somebody buys this, please let me know if this is like, you know, some lamb skin or something amazing because $20 is a lot. Now, you should be practicing safe sex. Again, coming from somebody with three kids, you're probably like, what is you talking about? But you should be practicing safe sex all the time, but I think $20 per condom, unless you are Miley Cyrus, who can afford to do that, not really a good idea. And I understand what she's doing. Like, she's not just selling it. Like I said, she's not the new Trojan, but it's a lot. I, I think that mm, it was a better way. I, I don't even, you know, like sometimes you see stuff and you say, oh, that was clever. That was cute. But I don't see this clever or cute. I think it was like a waste of condoms. I, you know, I'm, I don't know. Like, let's not do this, Molly. Like, we, we could have did something a little bit better. Because I just can't get past $20 for one. Like, I just can't get past that. I ain't doing it. If you do, and like I said, if you buy it, let me know. Because I'm, I'm curious to see if this is, you know an amazing condom maybe she got something going on that we don't know about yet and it's coming to the forefront maybe this will be something that she will do down the road where she actually will sell it um uh, you know in this article i was reading about this it pretty much gave this you know it's seven dollars for a box of trojan at target so why would i pay twenty dollars for pretty much you know Anyway, 
let's move on to the next thing because I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Let's talk about some some real stuff going on. Alright, so let's talk about Baltimore's mayor, Jack Young, who he suggested that we end 10 years of city gun violence with, he, he said this on Sunday, but it looks like he said something else recently because he was actually at another event. So he proposed on Sunday, if you haven't heard it, that to end 10 years of high gun violence or just violence in general in Baltimore City, we should have people fight it out. So now we are dueling. Um, this is an interesting thing. I Like I said in the last podcast, I find it, if this is your idea as the mayor, God help us. And thank goodness he's not running for re-election because we can't have this. So, you know, it to me... Like I said, there's so many other issues that are going to come up. And I think that the issue is, is that they're saying, well, if you're angry, instead of picking up a gun, you're going to fight it out in a ring. Now, the thing is, that's not how anger works. So if you are angry, you should not be boxing. And any boxer is going to tell you, like, you should not be boxing with a vendetta. Like, you can see that in Rocky. You can see it. In, you know, on other movies, on television, all the other boxing movies. But in real life, you really should not be going after somebody with a serious vendetta. Because you could really do some serious harm and some serious damage. Especially if you are an amateur, you don't know what you're doing. And so you're taking people that don't know what they're doing. And you're putting them at more risk and more danger. No, sir. Like, we we can't do this. This doesn't make sense. The liabilities on the city just doesn't make any sense. Because I'm like, are the cities going to sponsor these boxing rings? Are the cities sponsoring these matches? And then you're taking it public. So now you're taking this violence and you're sharing it amongst a bunch of people. So now, like I said last time, now you have public humiliation added on to anger. And does it really mean that he or she will not shoot this person once they leave that ring? Especially if they lose? Absolutely not. Because that's not how anger works. It doesn't stop there. It just, that's why we still have violence and gun violence and gang violence because it doesn't stop. Just because you've leveled the playing field doesn't mean that it stops. I think that what we need to do, and this, you know, I mentioned this before, we, it's not necessarily channeling the anger other places because it's pretty much like okay let's find other ways to hurt each other let's find out why we're hurting each other let's start there okay what let's find out what what's causing the violence who's causing the violence where's most of the violence happening like making sure that our police officers when they do come in contact with these individuals that they're using discretion that they're being um respectful and understanding what's going on like we need to make sure that there are bigger issues when it comes to gun violence it's not just about taking this anger and channeling it somewhere else that makes no sense to me and the scary part is is i know that there's some people out there that are going to say you know, this is a great idea. It's not a great idea. This is not back. We're not dealing in the same times that we were 20, 30 years ago. This is a whole different time. It's a whole different can of worms. I would not 
could not in a boat. I would not, could not, I, I can't. No green eggs and ham. No, 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 no. And it looks like this was even came. He said this again. So when he first made this, it was over the weekend when we had 11 people who were injured. I think one was killed and there were eight separate shootings. And he made that suggestion. I think that that's irresponsible. And then he like made it again when it looks like after four people were shot in the city, including a 23-year-old man, this had come up again. And Jessica Warner said that they needed a place for kids to get out aggression so that they can, you know, curb the crime. I think trying to find out the root cause when by get out aggression what exactly do you mean because if you mean okay yeah now you're gonna go hit on somebody else or you're gonna hit on other people I think that that's irresponsible I think that it's not thought through I I just don't think that that is the best way to do this especially when you have amateur boxers because this would mean that you would need them to go be trained because it looks like they're working with Baltimore City Recreations and Park to manage an uptown boxing center. Shocking that there's, you know, an actual organization or some type of program for funding. Not Nothing wrong with uptown boxing. No knock on you. But I think that this is still a little... I think it's irresponsible. I think if you want to go learn to box, go learn to box. It's nothing wrong with that. If you want to box, box. But you cannot take people who are already angry and out on the street and already have active beef and take them into a ring and think that that's going to solve it. It's not. And then you're putting more people at risk because you're taking two angry people with two angry groups of people because you know they're going to come with other people. And now you're going to make them fight in front of these two other groups. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Somebody make it make sense to me because it doesn't make sense to me. I Like I said, I think that the issue is, is how people are actually dealing with this anger how people are dealing with this aggression we need to start there channeling your energy in another way is great but when you're trying to use it to combat crime and this is your suggestion because it's not like he's saying well the youth just need something to do you know we need the youth to be more in shape and this is a great way to get them in shape and get them active or this is a good way to get them off the street that's not what he's saying he's literally using this as a crime combat plan when he's talking about it and it sounds irresponsible and it is pretty embarrassing for the city of baltimore to have your mayor say it in that way even if that's not what he meant it that's how it comes off this even made cnn it made cnn if he was just talking about getting the youth boxing it would not have made national news it is not a good look for baltimore i think we need to be a little bit more careful with how we're wording things and we need to get somebody in there that's actually going to make a difference and make a change and do something that is going to change the trajectory of where we're going it seems like we kind of do the same things over and over And over and over and over and it just doesn't work and that's this literal definition of insanity to constantly be doing the same thing and getting the, think you're gonna get a different outcome it's insane so I'm hoping that this is not what he meant and he just kind of like was misquoted and he doesn't realize that but if you are listening please vote go vote Vote and vote some more. Talk to people. Find out who's running. I think the former Maryland attorney, deputy, um, 
I didn't get that out right. Former Maryland Deputy Attorney General is running. I'm not going to say his name because I would mess it up. We have Dante Swinton, who is also running, an environmental justice researcher. He's potentially running. Um, we have Ralph E. Johnson, who's running. So we have tons of people who are actually running for mayor. I mean, it looks like we you have a lot of Democrats to choose from, just like with the presidential election. As a matter of fact, we have 23. I think I might, well, I am technically can't run for president yet because not old enough but I think I'm one of the only Democrats that's not running for president like you know it's just ridiculous but we have a lot of people to choose from that that are open to running they haven't necessarily made their bid yet I think there's a couple that made their bid um but they haven't formally made their bid yet so I'm interested in seeing what's gonna happen you know, I know some people still want former Baltimore police spokesman to run, but I don't think he lives in the city because I thought that was one of the characteristics of running, but that's neither here nor there. He's amazing. I do like him a lot, but we have so many people, so many people that are running. So choose, look wisely and make sure that the person that you pick understands the roots of the causes of things that are happening in your community so that when you are electing officials you will elect somebody that speaks for you because that is what a representative is you need someone that is going to be your voice since everybody can't talk at once because you will not hear the message so when you are electing people elect someone who actively speaks for you what is their message just say a message So let's talk about Jay-Z. And I'm not talking about his amazing body of work. Um, I am talking about what he's doing for hip-hop or rap culture, black culture. He actually will, I think, change a lot. And I'm really happy to see that he made Forbes list. And he's actually the first, I guess you could call him rapper, even though that's really not what I would describe him as now. But the first rapper to actually reach a billion. And, you know, he has had tremendous success with music mind you and i like him because he's beyonce's husband mind you because i'm i'm in the beehive like i've said this a million times i'm in the beehive but and you know he's not just beyonce's husband but i think jay-z he's done a lot so with like the story of oj with trying to change the mindset because that's really what in a lot of rap culture and in lower income communities and communities that are struggling with violence and poverty and crime, a lot of the issues stem from mindset and trying to change that mindset. And I think that he realized that that's something that he needs to do and be able to change mindset. And so not only did, did he preach it, he practiced it. And now he is a billionaire. That's something that you don't see very often, especially somebody that came from Marcy Projects. And now he's a billionaire. He's a married billionaire with three children with the same woman, which is his wife that he has been with for you. Now, we're not going to talk about lemonade. I know there was some, some hiccups in there, some some issues, some Beckys with the good hair. We're not talking about that. But we're going to talk about all the things that he was able to do 
with his business and how he was able to diversify and i think that this is something that people need to look at because although he was very flashy especially when he was back in the day with dame dash and doing all those things he was very very flashy and you saw you know him doing with the crystal and all of that type of stuff but he's really matured and he's grown and he doesn't flash as much like i'm pretty sure his clothes and stuff still cost a ton of money but you don't see him walking around with like the chains like he used to and all his extra jewelry and being over the top he actually you you know just kind of is very low-key about the things that he's done and what he's really invested in and i'm i couldn't be more amazed at what he was able to do in such a short period of time because if you look at how long he's actually been out and doing all the things that he was doing probably what 20 some years 20 years something like that in the scheme of things it's not a very long time because you know when you first get into the rap game or the music industry you don't really make money you're really dealing with a lot of advances and stuff like that so he really was able to use the money wisely and he's made a lot of wise decisions and it's not always about what you see and he learned about investments because these are things that he didn't know so he literally had to go out and learn it he had to understand it and what did he do he went to get other people that did and he started to talk to people who did like warren buffett and when you know because i think in forbes he said he talked with warren buffett but i called him buffett buffett warren buffett back in 2009 and he said even then he was really impressed by jay-z and i guess the questions he was asking and and the knowledge that he had and his personality he said he was really impressed by it and so you can see something great in people and the best people surround themselves with greater people because if you're the greatest person you hang around with you can't grow and if you're trying to grow you need to hang around greater people and he did that and so he went to go talk to the bill gates and the warren buffets and the jeff bezos and he he went to go talk to all of those people to find out okay how are you doing this because you can't be the only person that's doing this like how are you doing this you know, and if you look at his net worth and, and what, you know, or his worth, if you look at his worth, so he has about $300 million that he's made off of the Ace of Spades champagne since the launching brand in the 2006 video, show me what you got. And he recently had it, I guess, in the Meek Mills video, what's free. So he made $310 million off of that expensive champagne that everybody buys, but he's making money off of it. $300 a piece is what those things cost. He has $220 million in cash and investments. So his portfolio, most of his portfolio, he it looks like he has a stake in Uber, which is about $70 million he has in Uber. That's pretty impressive. And it looks like he purchased it for $2 million back in 2013. So when he's talking to you in the story of of you know he's actually giving you information and he actually did so it's not just random he actually did it and so you know he has a hundred million dollars in cognac a joint venture with bacardi he has a hundred million dollars that he's made off of title since 2015 which i actually am a, am a subscriber of title i can't talk today 
I'm, I'm a subscriber. I have had title for a while now, probably 2015. Yeah, <laughs> probably right around there. I've been since the beginning. He's made $75 million off of Rock Nation. And most, it looks like most of that money is coming from Live Nation um, and also his, his sports agency, which he has, which he represents Kevin Durant, which I did not know, and Todd Gurley. And then, of course, you know, he's still managing artists like Rihanna, which I can't wait for our new album to come out. Like, I don't have any hints. Don't don't start messaging me. I don't have any hints. I'm just I can't wait for it to come out. And then J. Cole, of course, is an artist of his. So he made seventy five million dollars in Rock Nation. His music in, in and of itself is worth seventy five million dollars. That's pretty awesome. And so, you know, he has seventy million dollars in art. He has $70 million that he has invested in art. And then he has $50 million in real estate, invested in real estate. So because they purchased two homes back in 2017 when they when Beyonce gave birth. So they have a $26 million home in East Hampton. And then they have an $88 million in the Bel Air. Um, so, and then he also owns uh, some property in Tribeca. A penthouse which he got at for 6.85 million back in 2004 so he's had that for a while so he's gonna make a pretty nice penny on that and I'm not just here bragging about what he has I'm I actually want to talk about really what this means and so I think that we we need to start to teach this to our children younger a lot of kids don't have anyone who's teaching and telling them about investments. Who's telling them about what is an investment, what, you know, versus what isn't. Because, you know, I've talked to young people who really thought a car is an investment and it's not. One of the things you never saw mentioned on there was a vehicle. And most of black us, the very first thing we get when we get any money is a car. It's not an investment. It's not. It never, I'm pretty sure he has a lot of nice cars. It was never mentioned there because it's not an investment. It's, it, it, it's not going to appreciate. It's going to depreciate in value over time. Most, in most cases. So it's not an investment. We need to teach our kids that. We need our children to understand what the stock market is early so that they can start to invest their money early we need them to understand that you can own a business but you need to do the research to make sure that the business is going to make you some money and then also that a lot of the times when you see people that have those big homes and we've always been taught this employee method but a lot of them are business owners so we need to change the way we think about money and i think that as african americans we have a weird stint with money or weird relationship with money in most cases because a lot of us, and especially our ancestors being slaves, didn't have any money. And so we never had that positive relationship with money. And then when we got money, we were always 10 steps behind. I think the pay gap in, or not the pay gap, but the income gap in, or wealth gap in this country is like, I think for every $100,000 a white family has, I think the African-American family only has like 15000 or something like, like it's, it's a crazy gap that's going to be very hard to make up. And so since we were never taught about investments, the only thing we were taught about 
I think in school was like budgets, you know, budgeting your money, which is very important. But the only thing we were taught were budgets in, in like a savings account. But a savings account grows at a very low rate. They never told us about all the other things you can invest in. They never told us about stock. They never told us about you know, investing in a business or any of that. They, we never learn that. And so we never understand and we never know how this money is accumulated, how wealth is accumulated. He can now pass this wealth down to his children. His children, just like he said, his children's children will be living off of his money. We, maybe we all won't be billionaires, but we all can do something similar where we pass something down to our children. Like we shouldn't be passing down GoFundMe's. We shouldn't have our children paying for funerals. And I'm saying this because I recently had to do it. So these are things that we need to understand. And I think he makes a really valuable lesson that anyone could do it. I know it seems like impossible and I know it is a little bit whimsical because he did become a rapper and most of us are not going to become famous rappers it's just not going to happen but you could do it if you can invest money in a vehicle you can take a thousand dollars and put it in the stock market you you can do that you can take a hundred dollars and put it in the stock market and you can watch your money grow if you don't understand the stock market and you don't understand how it works Ask somebody, like he did, surround yourself with smarter people, surround yourself with greater people so that you can be great with them. You know, we got to stop hanging around people that don't have aspirations to go anywhere. You know, you can look nice all day, but if, and that's another thing that it kind of bothers me a little bit because as young people, you got to learn. Like, it's nothing you can do about that. You got to live life. You got to learn. And you learn. Sometimes you learn it the hard way, but you learn it nonetheless. But we've got to understand that the flash part of it, like, it doesn't mean anything. So, you know, especially when people are going and they're looking, I know people that are looking for spouses and they look for people that look a certain way. That's good, and sometimes it's a good indicator, but most times it's not. And so you can't just take things at the face value. You you gotta look to see, okay, do you own any property? Which is getting harder for millennials because of student loan debt. But do you own any property? Are you invested in anything? Do you even have a 401k, 4013b, whatever it is that you have, a savings account for retirement? Are you saving for retirement? You know, or do you have an IRA? You know, do you invest in anything at all? Do you even know what any of these things mean? Those are the things that we need to start thinking about. Those are the things that we need to start boasting about. I would love to be out there instead of seeing somebody boasting about their, you know, clothes or the Jordans that they just bought and say, hey, I just put $1,000 in, and I keep saying that because it's just an easy number, $1,000 in my IRA. And it doubled. That's impressive. It might not be a lot in the scheme of things. We're talking about a billion versus 2000 But it's money. If somebody gives me $2,000, I'm taking it today. Like, I'm, I'm taking it. For real, for real. Like, it's money. And you want your money to grow. And so if we start to understand that that is what you need to strive for. Strive for that. Strive for growth. Like I said, we don't all have to get to a billion but at least start leaving the wealth to our children because that's how you accumulate wealth. So especially with average people, a lot of people accumulate wealth through their 
ancestors or, or parents or grandparents. So, you know, when your grandparents or great, great, great grandparents pass away, they usually pass down property or land or money or anything that you can use in order to acquire larger property, more land. You know, they're leaving a business. So you're, you have residual income coming in. Like that's how wealth works. So if we understand that, we can start to grow it. And that's how you change communities. So if you're talking about communities like Baltimore, certain communities in Baltimore City are really struggling, the way that you change it is by bringing the money into the city, bringing in those businesses so you can invest and have the money come back to you. So now you are putting money in the city, but you're also getting the money back. So you're bringing in other people also once they start seeing that the value goes up. So more people will come around and invest more money. So we need to understand that. And I'm glad to see that we have somebody who started off as a drug dealer, started off in poverty, started off in a single parent household, started off, you know, at the bottom to the lack of a better song, started at the bottom. And now he's here and it's not just him. Like Serena Williams was on that list. And I think she was like one of the first african-american or the youngest african-american woman to be self-made billionaire millionaire or something like that on the list so there's a lot of people that have been able to make great strides and so we as a community like i said we may not be millionaires and billionaires but you can still continue to accumulate wealth and invest and make it better for you and your community So this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous. If you need to reach me, let's say you have a business, let's say you have a great topic and you want to be on Millennials Anonymous because you're like, hey, I'm a millennial, so I want to be on. You can just send me an email. It's at lisa at leasewinnie.com or you can find us on Facebook at millennialsanonymous.com. Please like us. And we're also on YouTube. You can also find us at Millennials Anonymous there as well and like and subscribe. We are super excited to be a part of this new platform and we are looking for the great things to come. So if you have any questions, you can always comment below as well and we will respond. Bye.